Gearheads Podcast. And lights out and away we go! Happy Wednesday and once again another episode on our podcast is the third installment and we have surpassed the three months. So thank you so much for everyone that keep listening us across the world, across everywhere. I'm really, really pleasure. And today to celebrate, I bring you an interview with a special guest. I'm talking about George Morgan, a lead commentator in the real and virtual world. I will say that on his interview, but I keep saying that I think he will be one of the voice for the future and we'll see that he's an amazing person with a great personality as you can imagine so is a lot of things to talk about it and it was a pleasure to do it but like always I have to ilto and eat apex to talk about sim racing as you can imagine will be a very steady month not a dry May but not many things will happen on the world of uh, sim racing. We'll have a couple of esports that's coming, the final of Rennsport, the second and third round on the Alpine. We are gonna have the Nubring, 24 hours in a racing, a couple of big races to come, more on eSports title 2 that I will take a little bit further. But of course, in terms of games and updates, nothing major new. At the talk about new games, we have talked about TT Isle of Man Ride on Edge 3 and LEGO 2K Drive are titled the bootcamp to the middle of May in available in all the platforms. I will try my best to have them on a the channel, I will give a go, but here, as you can imagine on these financial times it's a little bit hard to have all the games available for us. I'm a small, a small company so it's a little bit difficult to have it, everything, but for that I start having the idea of try and bring you all the free titles available in Steam and see if they are reasonable enough to download or if you should forget about it. So if you will go to the YouTube very soon I will have a video where I will talk about the first five games that I tried. I will try to have them every week, but more five and five is a lot of games to try as you can imagine a lot of them will be bad, a lot of them will be interesting, they are free so we don't are losing nothing. I still will talk, of course, about the race room and the track. Uh, many that are the most famous one, race room are for free in some installments, you know, bring a couple of trucks, a couple of uh, cars, nothing major, I would say, you know, on top of my head, four cars, uh, sorry, uh, four trucks and then types of cars will bring uh, six categories, I think so. So nothing major, but still they are for free So and deserve our try. In the YouTube, I will upload to a video about the best GT3 cars to use on Assetto Corsa, Competizione, but on consoles. I remember that the 1.9 updates are not available yet as the new DLC, so I will bait it on the last update that is a 1.811, if I will not say wrong. And that will be only about the consoles. I'm talking about PlayStation 5 and the Xbox. But enough about my horrible YouTube videos and let's keep talking about sim racing on this month of May. Part of the games that will be re uh, released, we will receive a couple of new updates already confirmed. One more for Forza Horizon 5, as I had talked on the last week episode. Yeah, camping is coming to Forza Horizon. The game still receiving bad updates and uh, I've Personally, I think they still keep shooting themselves on the feet in terms of Forza Horizon. And in terms of Forza Motorsport, is a lot of things coming and some of them are very good done by turn 10. So I just don't understand why these updates are going so well and unfortunately being very bad on the community. And the same goes by Wreckfest team as they announced one more title and that was the original attack demo. If you guys remember Stuntfest from the Wreckfest. Uh, I have now changed the name to Jack Ted Rivals. They released a trailer about the game that counts with the same physics and the same level of destruction, but goes more on the arcade and focus on the character jumping from the car, go back to the car. It's a little bit weird, but the trailer is available already on the YouTube. Make me a little bit sad as I think the Wreckfest, as Wreckfest, 
and a lot of possibilities to evolve as you can see on BMNG, you know, so on PC, so it would be a lot of things that they could do it with the game, keeping the same style, uh, renovating all the game, dates from 2014, the first installment, so it's been already eight years, almost nine, so I think they should um, keep going on the same way to bring something new, bring cars, uh, different types, I don't know, it could be something new, but anyway, it's a game that uh, evolved a lot i think you should try the on the new consoles uh, graphically looks amazing when they we done everything with polish the and ps5 the image and 4k looks really really beautiful so i give all the credit and a lot of love that the game deserve and i hope they will see that we deserve another breakfast probably no breakfast too through the cross the week you guys have saw the esport and been teasing us when revealed the cover of the game and Another part on the cover, talking about the cover, as you know, the two-time two defending Formula One world champion Max Verstappen is the EA ambassador. So he will be on the cover of Champions Edition himself. On the standard, standard edition, we'll have Lewis Hamilton, Charles Leclerc, and Lando Norris. But the cover is a little bit sad. It looks like it's been made by some younglings in cover or a bad place and cut. We have the three drivers divide on three different pictures. Like I say, divide on the vertical line. And don't say, don't bring nothing, bring a little bit sadness, disappointed, but as you know, could be just a tease and they could uh, retouch the, um, the cover and do whatever they want. So, but anyway, the trailer will be available today as probably I wouldn't have time to do the podcast and see the trailer but I hope someday we'll redo it and I really hope the game will bring us something new. But in the meantime, they have shown us the return uh, that was unveiling of a fictional yellow and purple car livery for the Conner Sport Racing Team, an interview with the returning character of Devon Butler and an actor portraying the team's senior vice president team fellows. Of course, all that was done by the F1 content creator and the pudding Matt Gallagher that also made his appearance and make us like a little bit like a a real season started i must say we don't know much about it the how we're going to development if it will be a part of a story mode again or if it will be a part of uh, my team but from sure the content will be there and f2 is confirmed one more time the f3 don't appear nothing confirming so I would say the F3 still not be part of the game. But anyway, like I said, all the news, news will be available today. And I will talk about what I think about the EA games on next week. But talking about something more simulator, I will talk about iRacing. And of course, they give us already years. They give in the LEMDH, LEMP3. Clio Cup, Formula 1600 and more have been some of the new contents and additions on iRacing for this year, but all the platform staff is constantly updated on the future developments and they confirm a new circuit, Mugello is come. The Mugello circuit will arrive in the service along with the asphalt and the dirt version of Cairn uh, Country and fortunately will be only available on the end of the year so we will have to wait a little bit more but anyway it's a couple of good news talking about simulators and i will kick a little bit about automobilista i know that's the game that is not in love for everyone it's a lot of hate a lot of love of course is a lot of times is more hardcore fans as you imagine, the, the course is the best one, I race the best one. He always gonna have this type of fans, but we need to take our ads to them, Automobilista, he keep development and keep evolving. They talk about the new devs and coming updates and look a little bit juicy for a title that, like I say, keep disappointing from the beginning. Let's see if Riza um, will come back and give us the title that we deserve. Because if, if you guys remember on the 11 installments from our podcast, I have the interview with a random cosign and he's a very vocal person uh, where he talk about, for example, that we pay 100 pounds for a game that didn't deliver. And that is absolutely true. I bought the game uh, a couple of days ago 
Uh, like I said, the same on the same uh, type of price, around 100 pounds with all the season pass DLCs, but they don't deliver it on the maximum strength. I have a lot of bugs, sometimes constant on the menu. The fact that they don't have a single mode career is a little bit disappointing. They have good points when they have a very strong Brazilian roots based on the game. Of course, the game came from Brazil, but you see the project car uh, is still there. And um, after when you, when you know that you see it, you cannot unsee. And that's one of the parts sometimes that make us getting a little bit cross about the game. But anyway, think that this is a zombie version of Automobilist 2. And sometimes the zombie version can be better and it's getting better. And let's see what they're going to offer us to us on the next of the year. So in terms of circuits, Barcelona is come to the game and exist talks about Le Mans, but it's not been confirmed the last one until now. But as you know, after introducing the 2023 Stock Car Pro Series and the Nutbring for free from 1971, the Stock Car, you might asking why we need a new Stock Car. So the Stock Car F, for people that don't follow, uh, the, the, the Stock Car Brazilian Pro Series is a been changed, not only the livery, they change the tires, so they change from uh, the Pirelli uh, P0s to the Hancock tires. They are really different in terms of real life, but on the game are not representing yet, and that is expecting to be delivered in June. So let's see if they're gonna elaborate uh, next uh, DV updated or what is gonna come, but expecting to the stock cars to have a little bit change on the type of tire, but just for the middle of the year. In terms of new cars, Formula US 2023 makes a return. Of course, a generic, uh, as you know, IndyCar will have their full game on its own, so we'll have to be stuck to the generic IndyCar. The Sigma P1 G5 will be free to all the uh, Automobilista 2 owners. As you know, the original uh, Sigma P1 have been already available on the game since the early days, but despite the name, their freshman efforts still lack the performance to compete at the very top. So at the first Sigma, my you guys don't know, was all forced to compete in the P2 class of the Brazilian Endurance Championship. But the last G5 update or ever evolved, not to want to rise up to the P1 classes, but actually take the fight to the Metal Moro AGRs that used to rule the P1 class. Sigma actually scored the first win, if you guys don't know, on last year at Interlagos and are expected to be a regular contender this season on the Endurance uh, Brazilian. Uh, championship so it's quite good to have them on on the game and bring them something you know like i keep saying razer is a brazilian studio of course they will focus on their roots like if you have a, a game coming from the uk probably will have more about the british uh, the bmw cup the racing uh, series so we'll have a lot of things but it's quite nice to see uh, the, their go back to that but we are not done talking about the cars and on the next update as may we also see the arrival of another old gem as a free base com content. I'm talking about the Formula Junior based on a popular class from the early 60s, which remained popular in the historic racing to this day. As you know, it's a tiny car, 400 uh, kilograms chassis with a skinny tires, a little bit over 100 horsepower, but it's so light and tiny that uh, are. Uh, and funny cars to drive so I cannot expect to have them on a game and uh, they've been development after the choose life so it's quite excited to see these uh, F juniors are a perfect fit I think they're gonna be a little bit fun to throw around in the uh, tie and twisty trucks but I will talk a little bit better about the Automobilista on the next episode where I will tackle the new about the new physics the 1.5 tires update and what will be good to have on the game in the future. So on the next episode, you guys will know that Automobilista will be part of our main talk. In terms of all the other we can expect on this month is the FGT Elite series from the next level racing is coming and will bring one special edition for the Scuderia Ferrari. As you know, is um, an aluminium extrusion cockpit, will uh, have a wheel plate front side mount and exists already in iRacing Editions. The price is quite excited, quite a little bit the limit. We talk about 1500 uh, euros or 1300 pounds for normal one, 
of course after if you want just the wheel plate edition will be dropping around 100 euros and dropping around 50 pounds less and if you want the Scuderia Ferrari edition you'll have to pay extra of 550 uh, euros and 419 uh, pounds so it's quite an uh, expensive one if you if you think about that so i don't know if it will be one of the x things of the next level but as you're talking about last episode the gomez sim industry will be released soon the x29 will be around 650 dollars the pre-order start on the last of may but it will be around the 600 euros and around probably probably the 550 pounds on our current uh, coin but before close sim racing news and talk about george morgan that is what you bring everyone here i have to talk about this that i make a point on beginning of the podcast and is the turn 10 have revealed a new driving aid for the upcoming for the motorsport that will allow players with even the most significant visual impairment to take part in racing and is calling the blind driving assist it's the latest development in the city which has long championed accessibility with a number of assists that already you know that are in the game. They create and with the help of accessibility consultant Brandon Cole, who is on a visual impairment qualifies him and a blind, uh, the blind driving uh, assistant, the BDA, enhance the entire game for the man is true to the track and will allow players with all the level of vision loss to take part in enjoying the Forza uh, Motorsport. Naturally, the system works to the audio enhancements, as you can imagine, and delivering sound cues to inform the players of their car position without having to rely on what is displayed on the screen. A tutorial uh, probably will take the players to all that audio cues, which provide information and everything as you many can you know when you're gonna have to brake require, when they have to change gear, or the car is progressing to the turns and the position of the opponents. I will try to have my best to have a contact with Brandon because I think this is have a lot of possibilities. More than the person that I start having a little bit of physical problems. I sometimes I have problems with my hand, and I have to say that it's not the first time that I've been driving only with the hand. And I'm sorry, in automatic gearbox as I know it's very bad, but sometimes it's very difficult to use my fingers, so I have to adjust a better way of uh, put gears and take gears. If I can use the the gear uh, shaft, I use the gear shaft, so it's no problem. But when sometimes we're on the wheel, I have to change sometimes the layout of the buttons, and if I'm a little bit more tired, I just go on automatic just to have a little bit of fun. I know that this something that is not great for when we talk about sim racing but you know sometimes the numbness of the left arm is quite big, big and obligate me and the important thing is keep having fun and the talk of the week as you might guys know is the partnership between Moza and Jimmy Broadband the partnership has a common goal of taking the sim racing experience and the whole new level of providing fans with exceptional unforgettable journey according to the hardware creator and globally i think it will be one of the best things to happen to sim race in the last year or probably in this new year coming because we moza is a young company they've been delivering a lot of stuff and uh, G- jimmy robin have a very good view on what we need for sim racing and I think that will be a great partnership. Let's see what will come from that. But I think it's exciting times for people that deal with Monza and even for us that are on sim racing. You know, one company doing well may improve the other companies if they want to reach their level. So let's see what we're gonna come from here. Let's end our talk about sim racing and bring the guest of this episode. And I'm talking about George Morgan. For me, like I say, a voice of the future his pace and his way of reaching us is unique i see him on the future on f1 and i told him i think he's i see him with matt gallagher i don't know i think would be a power duo and you guys know george have a huge knowledge of racing have charisma that bring us some closeness to us when it's the race and um, we need that on sports you know we need people with passion with love Sometimes I know what they're talking about, and I think he's the right person. And like I say, on his own voice, let's put pedal to the metal with this interview. 
Thanks so much for being with us, George. It's a pleasure having you on the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here, Hugo. Thank you ever so much for bringing me on your brilliant podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, talk me a little bit about you. You are from Wales. Yeah, young man from Wales, uh, born and proud, raised uh, obviously here in, uh, in in this area of Monmouthshire. Um, I've been here all my life, and um, yeah, uh, you know, it's been a it's been a wonderful thirty one years. Obviously, I, I celebrated my thirty one my thirty first birthday this year, and um, yeah, I, I I don't know, just everything in the in the recent few years has been literally a blur but um I'm, i'm hanging on there i'm hanging in hanging in there by a thread but yeah it's, it's been a lot of fun a lot of fun yeah you are uh, now uh with the gt open championship euro formula open championship former regional european championship by alpine you are on formula one esport championship you are the pcgl f1 creative series ecl r1 v10 r league gfinite you are everywhere Yeah, I, I get around. I wear many hats as as a commentator, and it, and I love it. You know, it's it's great to be busy, and um, you know, it's I'm so fortunate in many ways. I mean, I, I'm very much someone who was brought through via the uh, sim racing community, um, very much part of league racing, and I I still wear that as a badge of honor as well. I'm still very much involved with league racing, obviously with PSGL, and, and not to mention um, you know various other organizations that I have worked for in the past, and and it very much grounded me, and also gave me a platform to sort of um i think grow and develop but also make friends and, and meet great people in the in the community that work so hard because it's it's not just the commentators but you've got great races great uh, people who organize uh, competitions and leagues and, and things of that nature it's just a, a thriving hub should i say of uh, of talented people that uh, are obviously looking to you know just you know manufacture good racing and um you know and since then it just seems to have taken on a life of its own it's it's crazy <laughs> yeah so but where start this one of comments where can this feeling of you have to jump and start committing races uh when did it first start yeah uh, how, how, how i mean this feeling oh well it, it's it's totally by accident um okay. it, it which is quite which is quite surprising i mean obviously i've i've been playing the f1 games um since oh i don't know i mean the modern ones i suppose since 2010 Uh, but so, you know so. even yeah even prior to that i i had my first f1 game was f1 2001 which was on the playstation 2 back then um prior to that i was i played rac world rally championship on on my on my pc my old pc windows 98 back in 1997 98 um so you know and i had monaco grand prix as well the same day i remember having both for my birthday when i was a kid uh, i think i was about four at the time um But yeah, it was it was just been a, a you know something that sort sort of came in by accident. I, I obviously I enjoyed racing. Uh, I discovered that league racing was was a thing. Uh, I would say around 2015, and um, sort of discovered that were certain leagues that used to get together on the F1 game and start racing each other. Um, so that was my first exposure to it, and I got involved as a driver. Um, I wasn't very fast. I was very slow, uh, about two seconds off the pace every time. Uh, But that did not stop my enthusiasm because I love the sport. I have been watching since 1996 when Damon Hill won the championship for Williams. And um, <laughs> eventually I, I, I sort of produced this league with, with my friends. You know, we had a little league. There was only about, you know, four of us together. And we, we would get together on a Friday, uh, like a Friday night, and we would race. Uh, we might get, you know, we do stream it, no commentator, but we'd get like maybe a couple of viewers that tune in. Um, But, uh, you know, eventually it got to the point where I was so slow behind these guys. And I said, look, is there anything else I could do? And they said, well, why don't you commentate, George? Okay. So I said, oh, yeah, go on then. Why not? Um, so I got in the commentary box, uh, started using the mic and loved it. Fell in love straight away. Um, obviously, I was a big fan of Murray Walker back in the 90s. Um, you know, I, I don't know anyone who isn't. Um, obviously, he was so. he's think, one of the all-time great, no, you know. Mythic voice. Yeah. Yeah, I think I never he's, he's the greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah. He's the GOAT. Look, yeah, look, even me that came from other country, you know, that we, I have the Portuguese commentators, I, we have a little bit of the Brazilian too, because depending sometimes from where yeah. I come, but the voice, his Not voice, passion auto there autom automatically, even me, uh, automatically, I will know who he is, even my father will know who he is, you know, because it was everywhere, you know, it was like so emblematic, I don't have nothing against the Croft, I'm just saying, but it's different, you know was yeah absolutely uh, and, and i 
I think the beauty of commentary as well, uh, I mean, no matter if it's David Croft, if it's James Allen, if it's, you know, Martin Brundle, if it's, you know, obviously Murray Walker, everyone brings their own spice, their own ingredient to, to, the, to the mic. And I, and I think you've got to be your own person. I think that's so important. But I, I mean, getting started, I mean, like I said, I, I loved it as soon as I stepped in. And, uh, you know, I literally, the, the wheel was not touched then after that. You know, I was all about the microphone. I, I just, I was so obsessed with it. I loved it. It was so much fun. It was great because I would be there waving my arms about, shouting at stuff. And it, it's just, I don't know what it is, but it just took me over straight away. And all of a sudden I was getting signed up to league after league after league. I was doing about five or six a week. And, you know, I just, I just got so absorbed into it. And which, which it can be, which is a great thing, but also at the same time can be a bad thing because all your time just disappears. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> but, I know. But, yeah, yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's great fun though. Loved it. So you, I can say that you see yourself as a, like a new generation voice of motorsport and sim racing. Can we put on well, that, 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 that's that's quite a statement for you to say. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but I, 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 I do appreciate it. I say because <laughs> yeah, I came from the. Okay, I'm 33. You are 31. So we say came from the same age. But a lot of people yeah. that came to the sim racing, they they are. The low leagues of motorsport, but more sim racing, they start hearing your voice everywhere, you know. So yeah, you know people yeah, start yeah. getting used. So I I think that will be if continue this path. I think you're going to be our one voice that's going to keep going with us uh, to the future. So like I say on sim racing, oh. I I know that's going to be a voice that I'm going to hear every time on the big screens and like who was the ECLR. I know that you're going to be you there. You know I don't know why we already you have this feeling yeah. you know. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I look, hey, I, I love doing what I do, uh, and it's and it's such uh, such a thrill. Uh, you know, I get the goosebumps now. That never changes. I, I, you know, before I do a show, and I'm preparing, all my notes are there. All of a sudden, the timer is ticking down on the broadcast. You know, before you go live, and and you and you're just, you know, the, you get the chills because uh, you know you're about to start, and and it's, I don't know, it just takes me away, and I just, I just love it. It's a thrill. It's an adrenaline rush, yeah. and um, and I and I think that is motorsport as a whole. You know, it's it's very much you know fast paced. You know, overtakes. You know, dazzling moves and uh, and just and sheer passion, determination. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think as a commentator to have that kind of energy, I think it, it's so it, it's so unique, so unprecedented, so such so fun as well. And I and I just embrace it. And uh, yeah, it's great. I'm so lucky because I, I get so many brilliant and I've got some wonderful comments out as well. You know, the likes of Manu Van Tampiel. I've been years. We've become as a duo uh, at this point. The, the, the people who are fans of league racing now, which is crazy to think. We've got fans now in league racing, which is yeah, incredible. See, but see, that's why it, it just goes that... to show how far it goes. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's why I come that part that I say that uh, you will be a voice that we're going to hear in the future and a voice that our generation will uh, point and say, okay, when I was listening, when I was uh, tuning for sim racing, was George Morgan there? You know, so it's going to be this. But you put a point that was a question that I was to put a little bit more uh, and further on the podcast, but you bring it away now, is when you make the ECLR, you already been on studio with every driver there, all the teams together, and you've been on separate. What is what thing that what's bring more thrill to comment? Oh, the the difference about being in in real life in comparison to the to the studio stuff. Well, I mean, it's it's been um, quite a transition, I think, in some ways. Uh, I mean, obviously, being so used to working from home and and being in an environment where you have your own space, and then having um, an environment when you're in a studio probably isn't too different too different to a degree. Um, you just think of it as you know your room where you where you record at home uh, only on a bigger scale uh, but when of course you, you're thrown into the real life uh, sort of elements when you're in the commentary box uh, at the track it, it is a whole different feeling obviously you've got the atmosphere you can hear the fans outside the cars are loud it is um, I would say if anything it just gives it certainly gives me that added adrenaline rush so to speak you know you can hear the engines you can hear the roar you can hear the crowd it's fantastic and you get soaked up in that atmosphere as well and uh, it's it's just perfect really i love it how you feel it when you went to poland 
Uh, well, with Poland, uh, uh, Poland was yeah. Poland was was special. Uh, I mean, it was it was fantastic. <laughs> Obviously, we had uh, you know a hundred people sat in, you know stood in front of us watching the show, and it was a very unique concept because it's the first time. Obviously, sim racing has entered the stage of the ESL, so it was quite a moment, I think, uh, for for sim racing. But not only that, just for for wrench sport as well, with it being in its uh, first, uh, I suppose, public viewing. Um, should we say, given the fact that it's not even developed yet, we're currently working on an alpha build at the moment, not the full build, which is unheard of really in, in terms of uh, of sim racing and esports. So when, when we showed up at the venue, I mean, Katowice really does uh, esports proud in sim racing. If you go into the city, it's like bizarro world. You've got banners all uh, through the skyscrapers advertising, you know, massive uh, esports and sim racing events uh, or certain ESL events. And it's very much a national sport over there. It's it's absolutely fascinating. And you get there and you've got people that queue up outside the venue, you know, for you know, huge queues, like, you know, I'd say massive lines, you know, meters upon meters of lines of people who are looking to get into the venues. And we, we went into the CSGO uh, live as well. And and they had they had a capacity crowd in the arena, 11,000 people. And they were all chanting like it was a football stadium. It was incredible. Um, and then, of course, you, get, you go to the IEM Expo where you've got the the uh, Wrench Sports, um, you know, game uh, and the ESLR1 series. And you walk through the, the doors and you've got Nintendo there, you know, and obviously various other organizations, StarCraft. And uh, you've got the female version of the ESL um, CSGO competition as well, which is fantastic. Then mm-hmm. as well, you, you walk through and you've got all this technology, different VR simulators, things of that nature. And you go through the arena. Eventually, next to the N- Nintendo stand was ESL R1, which was just incredible to see the stage itself in a silly like sort of a circular scenario with rigs all around it the people the teams everyone encroaching there and then he had like a a booth there for the stewards and, and race directors and right at the back you had the team working so hard putting the production together as well it was just it was fascinating and and very well done because um whenever they had like an issue which was very rare um we i think we had one rig issue uh, the entire weekend they literally just took the rig off, put another one on. It was just as simple as that. They were just, they, they do esports so well. And uh, it really made for a fantastic championship. Yeah, so this will cross apart. Let's say that uh, sim racing now is an actual sport. You know, you, you see sim racers doing like a proper motorsport person. You know, you have a team, you, they know everything. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 arrived essentially. I, I would I would say if you look at sim racing now, and I said this, um, you know, in a in a, in a couple of articles when I was interviewed in Katowice, um, that um, sim, you know, essentially we've broken the mold with with wrench sport and ESLR one now. Uh, it's it's been waiting for so long to have an event like ESLR one to turn up in a LAN um, sense and, and then you know have a live frontal view of spectators and you know drivers there in the rigs as well because sim racing in my personal view um, to coincide with real racing is the purest form of esport because everything that we do in sim racing corresponds in a way to what people do in real life racing as well it's activity with the wheel it's your interaction with the pedals interaction as well with your team engineers you know it's the closest you're going to get to something mimicking a, you know a real life sport which i think is great equally sim racing has the ability to go off on its own uh, journey as well and effectively you know maybe even produce its own tracks um you know the the possibilities are endless really with with sim racing so yeah. uh, i think at this point with esl r1 with esl themselves and with wrench sport uh, i'd imagine it will inspire a lot more games to come to the forefront and and challenge the status quo uh, of how a game is currently built. Yeah, we saw that when you are right because the GT, what was on the last weekend, they have the two two competitions, the SRO and the GT Fanatec, and both of them was already in line with the drivers there. Yeah, and of course, not a dimension of the ECL was very small, but still there was already something there, so it's quite good. Yeah. So to finish the podcast, you. Are ready for a couple of questions? <laughs> I said, yeah. You know. Yeah, go on, fire away. <laughs> Hit me with your question. Ten fast questions. Go for Favorite it. car? Favorite car? Lamborghini Huracan GT3. Yeah. Favorite track? Uh, Imola. Let's go with Imola. 
Imola. Favorite uh, uh, hardware on sim racing? Uh, my Fanatec McLaren GT3 wheel rim and my DD base. Okay. iRacing or Rensport? Rensport. Rensport, okay. Even over F1? Uh, oosh. You're, touching on, you're touching on my soul there, man. They're all good. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we talk about uh, that, but I have to ask Max Verstappen or Hamilton, who you think you're going to win? I'm a neutral. I, I really, I, I'm a fan of the sport. Yeah. I hope Formula One wins. Uh, me too, me too. I really hope that Formula One go back to the ears that we grow up a little bit, a little bit Absolutely. more. Absolutely. Competition uh, is everything in I the think, sport. Yeah, I think I think we need to go back a little bit to the golden era. Um, favorite co-worker or all the co-workers that you like? Uh, I, I've, I'm very lucky to have worked with many brilliant uh, co-workers. I mean, working with the likes of Jack Canan has been a thrill. Uh, working with the likes of Badgeman on the F1 Creator Series, Daniel Gilligan, uh, Chris McCarthy, uh, even though I haven't worked with him, me and him have sort of worked together in a sense where I've sort of covered him while he's away doing Formula 3. I've, I've stood up and done Freca for him. And uh, he inadvertently is going to cover me for GT Open this year as well because I'm getting married. Um, and also we've yeah. got um, you know other people Alex Jakes has been um, very kind as well very helpful uh, for me and has, has taught me a lot uh, even though we haven't worked together uh, but also working you know with the likes of Hayden Gullis uh, during F1 Esports and also V10R League Stephanie Wentworth she's fantastic as well I worked with her on the Monaco Sim Racing World Cup and also V10R League as well in the commentary box she's a very talented girl there's an amazing job as well uh, on the presenting side and I believe she's doing the ELMS at the moment as well uh, on the WEC side so she's doing a fantastic job uh, with that and the European Le Mans and all, all that shall I say um, also um, I would say Adam Weller Adam Weller was a fantastic commentator to work with for GT Open uh, GT Cup and Euro Formula um, I, I've met so many and, I, and I'm so lucky and I'm sure I'll meet many more as well um, it's, it's always a thrill every broadcast and as long as it remains that way then you know, I'm sure it's, uh, there'll be many more good people I'll get to work with. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Four drivers for the future that you are seeing now. Oh, I'm going to throw in Andrea Kimi Antoinelli. Uh, I think he's going to become uh, a future great. Are we talking sim racers or are we talking real life drivers? Sim racers, sim racers. Sim racers. Sim racers. Okay, well, Andrea Kimi Antoinelli, not a sim racer, but fantastic up and coming driver. Um, I would say in terms of sim racing, I would say Dara McCormack. I think he's definitely up there to be okay. one of the greats. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more from... I'm going to throw Oliver Bixford in there as well because at the young tender age of okay. 16 to be performing at the highest level in ESL uh, R1, I think he's brilliant. Um, I'm also going to throw in Otis Lawrence as well on the F1 side because I think he's a future talent. And I also think Ishmael Fassi is going to be a fantastic upcoming driver too. Okay. So I'm going to ask you this when you need to take care of our Portuguese uh, driver that's going to be uh, now with you make sure that he's taking care Nelson Alves be join Nelson <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. He's, going to, he's, going to, he's going to be with me on podcast I speak with him uh, yesterday we organized everything but unfortunately yeah. his level of English are not the best so yeah. you're going to have to do it in, in Portuguese I'll get my Google Translator already <laughs> yeah I, I said to him <laughs> I will speak with him and uh, what do you think is going to happen for the future, George? What's going to be your future Ooh. to finish this podcast? Well, I think the beauty of, of my situation and certainly the beauty of working in this business is that um, there's one thing's for certain is that, is that nothing's for certain, you know, and I, and I love that. Um, I mean, obviously, I have ambition. Uh, ambition, as always, uh, you know, obviously, the, the young four-year-old in me wants me to commentate Formula One uh, in the future. Uh, that is a dream. Of course. You know, if that happens, uh, I think that is the big tick on the list complete um, I mean hey I told I told on the beginning of the podcast I think you are the voice of uh, oh, our generation you are and so kind you are very no, kind no no it's true <laughs> I, I, I see I see you as a commentator and probably I see Matt Gallagher with a microphone going on the pitch during the, the pitbox, <laughs> doing the interviews and everything. I don't know. You can well, see I, I already. Really, do you know what? I forgot to mention him. Matt Gallagher. I worked with him in the commentary box. Did not ever think that would happen. 
Um, but we worked together in, in F1 Esports and, and he was brilliant. And I, I really enjoyed working with him. I'm also gonna, as a presenter, as, I think a presenter yeah, yeah, is very good. Yeah, because we worked as commentators in F1 Esports as well uh, together. And he was great. Uh, honestly, a dream to work with. Uh, another person who I thought was brilliant was Tom Deacon. And me and Tom are, are great friends. I've worked, worked with him um, on many an occasion. And Nick Hamilton as well. Worked with Lewis's brother, Nick, um, on the show too, which was... Um, obviously a, a privilege and it, and he came off the back of a fantastic touring car weekend as well uh taking yeah, exactly so i was i was well chuffed for him i actually sent him a a message uh well actually uh, you know did an instagram story and he replied saying oh thanks so much dude he's like i was so pleased for him now honestly. he's uh, yeah. was was really good a good race so i think was his best finish on the uh, btcc yeah i think uh, was the best Brilliant ever result. and was really not really nice to see the picture of uh lewis yeah how amazing to get that result and for lewis to be there that same weekend i think yeah, that, is, exactly. that is just perfect but, though, i think yeah. but now what, what more surprised me he, he was not on a paddock he was not he was on a bank like everyone on a corner in donington, donington park seeing his brother getting completely wet so it was an amazing picture to yeah see. yeah so for, for my part, it's everything. Thank you so much for being with it's us. It's my pleasure. Remember that we're gonna we're gonna have the my fundraising on the 13th of May. Unfortunately, it's gonna be the weekend of GT in Brand Hatch. So let's try to get people aboard. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to if you want to join us, uh, if you have a free time, you know you can always join us. And comment probably a little bit some of the races <laughs> and help a little bit. Hey, look, I'm more than happy to support Hugo. Just want to say, I think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic. I think the fact that um, you you battled against the Vertice as well, and I just think the spin that you're putting on it and all the work you're doing uh, to help um, these fantastic charities to to obviously, you know, do what they need to do to to fight. I think is fantastic. So, I mean, uh, credit to you. Your person, you're a personality, and I, I think you're a great personality. And uh, I have to say, this has been one of the most rewarding experiences. Um, you know, talking to yourself. Thank you. um, so thank you so much for that. Oh, thank you so much, George. And I guess without yeah. words, yeah. <laughs> it's thank my you privilege, so much, man. Thank you so much. And uh, I, I hope, I hope to see you, man. I hope my energy go get go well, and I hope to see you. Who knows? And in some events. If everything goes well. Who knows, man? Who knows? Absolutely. Never <laughs> say never. Like I said, expect the unexpected. Yeah, never say never. <laughs> exactly. And, oh, if I forgot I forgot to tell you this one. As probably you listen to the podcast, I always open my podcast with, I never realized it was the same way that you open your uh, races with pedal to the metal. I will change my one. Because no, you can <laughs> use it. You I can say, use oh, it. No, my gift no, to no, you. No. <laughs> I think... I will, I will, uh, I will slow down. I will put probably a heel toe, you know, slow down a little bit. <laughs> and I, I never realized that one, but now when we no. make the interview, hey, I say, oh, it, it happens. I you always know, it, open my podcast with the same. It was the same. It was the same with the F one commentators. It's lights out and away we go. Was used by both David Croft and um, and also the commentator prior to that. So you know, clashes do happen. Yeah. So hey, don't don't exactly. worry about it. You can still use it if you want to. It's no big shakes. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for everything. Good luck. I hope everything goes well and uh, we see you. Thank you so much, Hugo. It's been a privilege. Thank you. I say sorry to him and I said sorry to everyone that listened to uh, this uh, interview. The internet connection was dropping a lot of times and it's been a little bit tricky for us here, principal on my area. But... Uh, as you know, internet sucks, so is that what we can do? But let's keep talking about George Morgan. I just want to one time to say thank you so much. I love to have a talk with him. I love to having here with us. And like I say, jump on my Patreon. Yes, we will have there a small video of his last GT Open where you can see his power of his voice when they go away in Portimao. And as normal, I will have to ask you to help me and support the channel, you know, help me growing up join me on the patreon is two pounds that will help me to keep going you know that we share an vehicle with macmillian so you donating me you are helping macmillian slowly too and every month you're gonna have a statement there delivery on a channel on much channel of donating from the patrons and if go from uh, sponsors too they will appear there but for this month 
I will have a McLaren 720 with a free link, of course, available for everyone that see the podcast and always is a mode for Assetto Corsa. But if you feel that Patreon is not your thing and keep, you want to keep to help us, join me on the Instagram, see my early videos on YouTube because I still have a lot of things to learn. It's quite difficult to make my YouTube videos, but join us and uh, keep helping me progressing and be part of this family. Yeah, let's talk about motorsport. Been another great week for motorsport. We have WEC on Spa, GT Open on Portimao, Formula 1 was back on Baku, IndyCar on Birmingham, and what amazing race they give us again. So it's a lot of things to talk, but I will be kicking faster because we are about video games, not only about motorsports, and there's a lot of good podcasts where we can always talk a little bit about that. They will have much more knowledge about, about that than me, but I will still bring you what I think about motorsport, because mo- without motorsport, we will not have sim racing, and everything is connected in one way to another one. Talking about the F1 to kick him away, uh, F1 Academy will be at the first race in Spielberg where Marta Garcia was a big winner and they start well. In terms of F1 in Baku, I don't want to talk about the race. I think it was disappointing in all the aspects of the quality and the sprint shows and that something needed to, to change. But Ferrari and Charles was looking fast on the qualify, but when it comes to race, there's no point regular miles away we're talking about the 15 laps with the same tires is something that i don't know he always have cars very fast on all the all the times in formula one we probably forgot but even on the old times, sometimes they will finish with 10 20 even uh, sometimes finish with uh, one lap on advance so that things will happen all the time but yeah but we need some more closing race and uh, like we saw 30 kilometers extra on while they was using the rs is a lot in the in the straight so i think we need a little bit more uh a little bit sad about what happened between max and george i think max been public saying what he say and crying a little bit what he crying when he do a little bit the same thing is a little bit hypotic for me but anyway they they racing they know what they do is a, a very difficult circuit, it's quite wide, so they take it take a risk, it take a risk, this part of racing. But for me, what was said was the way that Chris Horner was speaking about Sergio Perez when he said that Sergio Perez uh, had luck. We are talking about the same uh, teammates, we, are, we have the same uh, principles, they won first and second. So even if Max Verstappen in one, one Sergio Perez was good, I think tell public on the radio for everyone listening that Sergio Perez was lucky is not something beautiful and I think Sergio Perez listening this one from his team principal would not be the best thing. But anyway, after he had a quite good answer when he on the team radio he said that the victories was for these engineers. So it means that he is and probably his side of the team on the, the Red Bull want him to do it and I think he can challenge if he's someone that can challenge only be uh, another Red Bull challenge Max Verstappen for the title and you know he can he can challenge the title and even uh, go close the door and go away from Red Bull we never know what's gonna happen but yeah it's something that is there but in terms of racing I think as a fan, like I say, I'm not an ex- expert, and my opinion is is that is my opinion. I don't have, I have knowledge, but I'm not a person on levels of other ones. But I think the sport mm, is made for us and made for everyone. I think they should listen us more. I think he said that um, is not so much action. He said it's not so much overtake. We need more sport. We need more entertainment. And it was sad what happened after on the pit lane when we see. And everyone getting ready for Park Fermi. The race was still going. You have two laps to go. Could be dangerous. I think it was a joke what happened with Steve, uh, Ocon when he's Steven Ocon when he wants to go. And after, I don't, I don't know if he, I didn't saw the data. I don't know if he have to break extra or not. But it's quite sad that thing happened there. And um, the only thing I would take from Baku is Ferrari being a little bit faster. That's good. And what happened with Aston Martin? I think Alonso on the radio giving instructions to what Lance 
should do and should not do about uh, the brake balance on this car. And I think it's good and probably would take Aston Martin for a way that for the future. But be aware with me. Soon on the next week, I will have an interview with one of the engineers of Formula One that been around all the teams. He almost make a pocket on all the teams on UK. And we'll be soon on the podcast, and that interview will open me a more inch to know what's happening about Formula One, about the engineer of the stuff. But keep an eye because it's coming a lot of news on the podcast, and you have a lot of nice guests coming to us. But talking about entertainment, I will have to kick about IndyCar in Birmingham, Alabama. Another poll for Roman Grosjean, the second of the season, and this time he is beating Palou. But of course, like always, uh, Roman Grosjean, I think, don't have he have the pace, but it's always one or two mistakes that he make it. Unfortunately, that take him away. But Scott McLaughlin win and was the happy driver with the happy strategy. I would say he uh, made a three stop on the IndyCar strategy that allow him to charge all the race. Like I say, on the Birmingham Barber Motorsport Park and. Uh, is uh, Joseph Newgarden team say that he feel robot because of the some imbalance? But anyway, I think Scott McLaren made a very good uh, drive. He was on fresh tire, uh, fresh tire, sorry. Uh, he don't have any fuel to worry, and that take a big pounce on the Roman Grosjean. Of course, he was a little bit wide on turn five on the lap 72. Was missing uh, uh, 72. I think was missing 18 laps to go. He was a little bit wide, and that allowed to McLaren use the push to, push to pass boost. He take that, and his Chevrolet passed very fast the Andretti Autosport on the. And like I say, it was a good racing, and uh, we cannot get upset. I think Roman Grosjean, like I said, need to keep uh, evolving. They need to learn a little bit more. I think he have a great talent there. I think his bad years on the Formula One are on the past. I think he's showing something good. And like I say, you never have the same um, winning on the IndyCar. The cars are powered by different. Uh, you have Chevrolet <coughs> and Honda power. And after the teams work the way they went, so that will be about the teams, but that brings us a very close battle model. And that is what we want. So for example, the fastest lap was by Will Power, it was 1 minute and 7 seconds and 8 tenths. Done it on the average of 122 miles per hour. It was on a 62 lap, but after the fast lap from all the rest of the grid, was no more than 2 seconds separating them. So it's a lot of close battles. And we're talking about the circuit that have a total of 70 turns with 9 sectors. So Again, is a lot of turns, a lot of not so many straights, so it's quite a tricky circuit, and they better separate for so a small margin is quite good. Uh, big point for the biggest biggest mover that was Marcus Armstrong. He passed 15 uh, places on the grid, and like I said, we are having another race that has exceeding the 100 overtakes. Of course, far away from the numbers that we saw in Petersburg and other races. But still, over when the overtakes is more than we have on Formula One. That's why I keep saying I think Formula One need to have a look on their model, check what they can do. I know that it's about uh, manufacturers. I know how all the manufacturers are different, but should have there something more close that will bring us closer battles, like I say. But in terms of championship on IndyCar, for you guys having a and see that is a very very close call. Ericsson's on top with 130 points. Howard 127, Paulo 121, Scott Medlegan 119, Grosjean 115, Newgarden 105, Will Power 104, Scott Dixon 98, uh, Kevin Kirkwood 92, Colin Erto 85. So top 10, they are separate for around 50 points, but a lot of things can, can change. But for me, what is uh, nice to see is just three American drivers are on top uh, 10 and that uh, leave us uh, IndyCar to be a more global sport and I think soon um, if they IndyCar try to bring some model like that onto Europe I think they will have some success because a lot of people are keen to having some close race 
and I think IndyCar could give us a little bit of that. So IndyCar probably, if you want jump a little bit to Europe, I think you're gonna have full race circuits. You have a lot of good uh, races that can take um, the IndyCars, and I think it would be nice to have them around too. too. And I would think nice for everyone on the sport. In terms of WEC, we have a great race. 13 hypercars, all these hypercars and GT is coming and the LMP2 is coming with full grids everywhere in all the competitions, the Michelin, the Elms, the WEC, um, even on the Fanatec GT, you have a lot of full grid and that's very good and it's a pleasure to see that the endurance is back to the old days and that's good for us, the sim races because it means more cars for us, more things for us, more circuits for we try. So we need that on sim racing too, we need a game that focuses a little bit on the GTs. On last Friday I went to Forest Motorsport for the competition on the um, Automobilista 2, with everyone was driving the group, group C, the classic one, Group C was really fun to have them but we need a little bit more modern cars too for he can make that on the new the new cars not try the new models and everything and of course for my side i wouldn't say that i wouldn't i didn't finish on the last one but i wouldn't finish even close to the first i think we were six drivers but it was a little bit very good people on the grid one of them is a professional gt driver so as you guys may you know andy and he was fast he never drive for example in studio I never drive in Studio Group C on, my, on Automobilista more on my real life, but I know the circuit as a Portuguese, I know the circuit on top of my head is one of the close circuits that I will talk a little bit on further on on the podcast. I will bring the team about what happened in Catalonia, Studio in Portimão, because the circuits are very the same uh, gender and what happened to there, why you have three circuits quite similar, what is behind, what is not behind the walls. It's going to be fun to guys know a little bit about that. It will be an interesting point. But yeah, be, I will, will not be fast. And maybe <laughs> sometimes, like I say, on the qualify, I was, I think, three seconds away. And even one of the persons there, Ben, who said it was a mockery when we finished and everyone was uh, in six laps, 18 seconds uh, behind him. He was fast. He is a fast driver. He is an amazing driver. And I think he have a lot to teach us and a lot for us to learn about his difficulties and I hope he will see him, now we're talking about WEC, see him uh, being the first driver with a disability to be on the grid on Le Mans, I think it would be something amazing. But let's talk about WEC because they bring us, like I say, another uh, great race and congratulations to the first female winner. Of course, you're talking about GTE, uh, AM victory and was claimed in a comfortable fashion by the 83 IF Course Ferrari 488 GTE EVO driving by Lilu, Wadox, the first female winner, and Luis Perez Compact. Of course, in terms of the hypercars, Toyota will claim the first and second finish. It was a, a wetic race once again. Kobayashi pulled a small gap on Hartley at the final restart. And after Antonio Fuoco crashed the 50 Ferrari 499P, the LMH on cold tires exiting off the pit, but he still leave the car a little bit more until, until the final stop on the lap 126. On the WMP2, WRT claimed the victory, talking about Luis de la Traz, Robert Kubica in the Portuguese, Rui Andrade with a victory. That is good, but what we take about this amazing race was Ferrari is showing pace and is one contender. The BOP is still all the place. You see the Porsche complaining. I ask Philippe Albuquerque, the driver from number 22 on the LEMP2 for um, United Autosport, and I asked him one something, something that I will talk already on the podcast. It was about feeling that the LMP2 cars have a huge downgrade on the BOP, and he confirmed that. Um, the, and you can see on the times, it's around two seconds slower, and that is to make the distance keep the distance around the cars of the hypercars so to not be such close battled with the hypercars and I asked him if uh, the changes on O-Roach was enough for the crashes that we saw and we claimed that would not be enough but still was a little bit sad the crash that happened with the Cadillac but everyone was safe was the, the amazing security that these cars have these days are huge same thing on all the type of sports you know what happened um, on last month with Craig Brain was 
unfortunately destiny but we don't see that thing happen anymore on times of racing and for me guys is my part once again pleasure to have george morgan on the pod with me a lot of things will come i will put a list with a full grid of the next uh, interviews that we have all, all of them are already recorded so i'm quite happy to have everything already going on the go and once again please share it join our join me on my patreon and see you next episode bye